This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, news roundup information overload hour. Thank you for being with us. 800-941-SEAN, our number if you want to be a part of the program. So one thing that we've not paid a lot of attention to as conservatives is this effort to get these... No bail laws, uh, defund the police, dismantle police forces, uh, attorney generals uh, in very high positions of power. The left has focused like a laser beam on this, and we now see the consequences of of their policies, which is rampant crime. You know, now that what shutting down 7-Elevens are shutting down. You know, all these stores can't stay open because, well, they're not going to arrest you as long as you don't rob more than a thousand dollars worth of stuff. It's insane. So the need for attorney generals that respect our Constitution, state constitutions, the law has never been more important, uh, which is why we're paying a little bit of attention today uh, to what's going on out in the great state of uh, Kansas where a former friend of this program is former uh, Secretary of State from 2011 to 2019, Chris Kobach, has decided, you know what, i got to get back in the game, and he's running for Attorney General. Uh, his primary, if you're in Kansas, is August the 2nd. Here's his latest ad. Kelly Warren wants to be Kansas's top lawyer, but she's just a homeowners association lawyer who's argued zero cases in federal court. In fact, she had to have an intern handle a simple legal question for her. Explained what exigent circumstances are. I'd like to call on my legislative intern to answer that question. An intern. Kansas is under siege from the radical woke left. So what are the chances Warren has the experience to protect our families? Zero. 
Chris Kobach is back with us. I'm glad you stayed in the game. It's not fun being in the political arena, uh, but this is a, these, as we now know more than ever, it's it's so important that we have people that enforce the law, believe in our constitution, believe in our state constitutions. Yeah, Sean, you're absolutely right. I I, I think this this year uh, is the time where we we meaning those of us who support the constitution make a comeback and start to rebuild this country or we fail. And, and this uh, vote on August 2nd is, of course, the primary election in Kansas. And I'm running for attorney general against uh, one candidate who doesn't think we should be suing the Biden administration. And that's that's just a distraction. And another candidate who doesn't have the experience to bring such lawsuits. And as, Sean, as you know, we've discussed it on your show. As a private attorney in the last few years, I've been bringing, I've got a total of three lawsuits against Biden. One we've already won on the OSHA mandate. And the one I'm working on right now is uh, to defend the free exercise of religion of members of our Air Force who don't want to take the vaccine mandate, but they're getting kicked out. So if, if I'm I mean, these, general, these are very important uh, issues in our time. Uh, you're running now. Um, look, the, the people of Kansas know you really, really well. You've also campaigned very hard on securing our borders. I know you, you're partnering with Texas in the hopes that we can hold the Biden administration accountable to the laws that are currently on the books, which they're not following. That's exactly right. And, uh, you know, if, if Kansas, if I win this attorney, attorney general election, Kansas and Texas will stand shoulder to shoulder, bringing lawsuits on immigration, on election security, on Second Amendment rights, on every issue where the Biden administration is trampling the Constitution right now. There are some lawsuits brought by states, but the vast majority of them, virtually all of them, are brought by Texas, and Texas needs a little backup. And uh, that's why I'm running. Uh, We have to go on offense against the Biden administration. Has Kansas been impacted, like so many other states, by illegal immigration? Absolutely. Fentanyl is just overtaking law enforcement in all of our cities, Uh, even in some of our more rural areas. Uh, You've got sheriff's deputies having to carry around uh, medical equipment to deal with fentanyl overdoses everywhere they go now and of course uh the the illegal labor has what you're talking about is narcan which will instantly it saves people lives that overdosed if they get narcan it reverses the effects of opioids and heroin and fentanyl correct correct and it, you know as you know the illegal alien trade uh, is concurrent the, the same cartels are bringing in fentanyl in the same vehicles that they're bringing in the illegal aliens and of course uh, protecting american jobs in this horrific economy is important too uh, so kansas is more of a destination state there is some trafficking through the state on our highways but uh, absolutely every state's a border state now and kansas is right in the middle uh, of the uh, effort to restore american sovereignty at our border all right, so this is coming uh, fast and furious. The primary is on August the 2nd. Uh, you've been a good friend of this program uh, over these many years that you served as Secretary of State and beyond. These lawsuits you're involved in are critical uh, in terms of, I think, what is constitutional and what is not the religious freedom issue for our service members. Uh, I can't thank you enough for taking on that case. And these other cases, I, I, I think you got a good shot in every single case that you've taken on. We wish you the best in all of that. And we're going to follow your race very closely. Well, thanks, Sean. I, I really appreciate it. And, and there will be more lawsuits. And if people want to help out, they can go to chriscobach.com. It's Chris with a K, K-R-I-S-K-O-B-A-C-H.com. All right, Chris Kobach running for Attorney General of the great state of Kansas. Sir, thank you for being with us. 800-941-SEAN is on number. Uh, David is in Alabama. What's going on, David? Where in Alabama are you? I'm in Daphne, sir. Daphne, Alabama. I know it well. 
By the way, you, you, you used nice. to be when you're driving. When I was driving to Florida, you know, like Pensacola uh, or the Panhandle or Fort Walton Beach uh, in that area and Destin. You'd see this show enough burgers. Is that sign still up? Do you know the one I'm talking about? <laughs> I, I recently moved here, so I'm not that familiar with the area. Yet. <laughs> What's going? On? I always wanted to stop, never did. What's going on, man? Uh, first, I want to say it's a pleasure speaking to you, sir. And I know why your shows are so good because you have professionals like that young woman that answered the phone when I called. She was so kind. Thank you for that. And, are you um, flirting with my call screener? Is that what no, you're doing? You, is that what's going on behind the scenes here? Is that why she's smiling ear to ear, laughing? No, she just makes you feel so welcome and, and calm, and, and I don't make phone calls like this, so I was very nervous. Anyway, You want you want to yeah, laugh? Yeah. She's scared to death herself to come on the air. I used to torture her and make her do it, but I'm, I'm, I've kind of backed off now. Okay. Yesterday I was listening to your show, and they were talking about this Cassidy Hutchinson testimony that she gave in front of the January 6th hearing. And I'm curious, because I'm a mechanical engineer. I don't know nothing, anything about the law. Because she was sworn in and gave that testimony she gave where Donald Trump lunged his steering wheel, and now we have witnesses, the limo driver and the CIA agent or Secret Service agent, and the person that wrote the note is saying she, she didn't write that note. Can she not have perjury charges brought against her if they testify and say that she lied? If she lied, she would have lied under oath. She was absolutely sworn in. Uh, here's where the inconsistency is. She claims that the Secret Service, uh, and again, she said she heard this hearsay. That, that There's a reason why hearsay evidence is not admissible in a real court of law. Exactly. And she made this allegation that somebody told her that Donald Trump was so mad that the Secret Service wouldn't drive him to the Capitol on January 6th that he lunged for the steering wheel and and tried to commandeer the the beast. OK, so then you get this, all these reports that the Secret Service contradict that narrative and say that never happened. Now, if the commission were interested in getting to the truth, they could do so very simply. They can get a sworn affidavit. From the from the Secret Service officers, they don't have to bring them in public. We don't want to destroy their careers, but they can get a sworn affidavit asking whether or not that testimony is true. And then we'd find out whether it's true or false. Uh, I have no idea if what she was saying is true or false, but I know there's a simple way to do so. She also claimed that a particular memo was her was in her handwriting. Well, yeah, Trump attorney Eric Hirschman claims that wasn't her handwriting. That's my handwriting. So, right, so we can get to the veracity of that. Also, um, I don't I don't know whose handwriting it was. But if you bring in handwriting experts, I bet you my last dollar that probably within five minutes, they'd be able to ascertain who wrote it. It's not that difficult. There's a science to handwriting uh, exactly. analysis. So exactly. and then then lastly, they should bring in the people that I know they got sworn testimony from two people that said they were in the room January 4th when Donald Trump authorized. There are four people that have told me on tape that Donald Trump on January 4th authorized up to 20,000 troops to be called up. And you can go to the DOD inspector general report that in many ways confirms that Trump said to the acting secretary of defense, do whatever's necessary with the guard to protect the Capitol. So you have two exactly. areas now that, you know, that, that that would negate their entire narrative that Donald Trump wanted this to happen, organized this to happen and clearly supported this happening. That would negate all of it. But of course, the committee's so biased and they don't have any interest in the truth.
And, and I agree. And it's this democratic Machiavellian point of view where the end justifies the means. They're not considering the end results of all these lies. It's going to catch up with them. Is it? Because they got away with three years of lying about Trump-Russia collusion that never happened. They got away with lying about Hunter's laptop. Think about how profound this is. In 2016, a dirty Hillary Clinton Russian disinformation dossier made it into the political bloodstream of the country leading up to the election in 2016. It was all a lie. It's all been debunked. And yet it resulted in FISA warrants and spying and on Carter Page and a backdoor into all things Trump world and then candidate Trump and President Trump, etc. Um, nobody's been held accountable in that case. And, and then you look at 2020 and then we have Hanna's laptop and everybody in one voice in the media, Democratic Party, you name it, they have 51 former Intel officials signing a letter. This looks like Russian disinformation if we've ever seen it. Turned out not to be Russian disinformation, turned out to be the truth. Very both happened just before important presidential elections. And and the fact that anyone get held accountable? No, they didn't. Anybody in the media offer corrections, apologies, commitment to do better in the in the future? No, they didn't. Nor will they. And and that's why we have such an informational crisis in the country. It's also why they want people like me fired, shut down, canceled and and off the air. (laughs) That would kill my evenings. (laughs) I can't have that. Um, And I'll tell you, I'm more committed than ever because I see that there's there is this vacuum and this void and this need for somebody to tell the truth. We, we, exactly. we investigated Obama and his radical associations when nobody else would. And we turned out to be right on every point we made. You know, we, we were unpeeling every layer of the onion in three long, arduous, hard years. We had an ensemble cast of brilliant people. And we nailed down every single thing that, that every other media outlet was reporting. And congenital liars like Adam Schiff were saying was nothing but bunk, all all based on lies. And, you know, I'm not expecting a Pulitzer Prize because you only get those, apparently, if you put out false reports. So, you know, this is this is what we do. This is the void we fill. And this is why, you know, you letting me do this every day is important, I think. Well, please keep doing it because we enjoy it. All right, David in Alabama. Thank you, man. Appreciate the call. All right, back to our busy phones. Uh, Betty is in North Carolina. Hi, Betty. How are you? Fine. It's a pleasure to meet with, um, speak with you, sir. Oh, it's a pleasure. The pleasure is all mine, ma'am. Thank you for calling. <laughs> um, I'm calling about two subjects. One very short um, is the technology is not technically is not nowhere near here to be on electric cars. The grid can't handle it. Um, there are so many factors in that it's just not there. One of them put the money into producing that technology rather than spending it on junk as how I should put it. Listen, I don't and, think the cars are junk. I you know, I have a friend of mine that has a Tesla. But they're very expensive and you need mm-hmm. fossil fuels to produce them. It's a joke cuz yes, Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. So they need to just focus more on the technology and getting it um better and m- more people can afford it. Right now it's not affordable. And exactly. the second thing I want to talk about is um, in Texas, I count, there's a video on Facebook. I counted 108 livestock trailers in line to sell their livestock because of the drought and getting things in um, hay and producing feed. Feeding them that is 
impossible. It's so expensive, so they're having to sell. And I just continue to see that getting worse. And the calves are currently raising are being raised on those full-blown $5-gallon diesel and high-feed prices. And well, let me tell you how, where this is going to end, Betty, only because of the constraints of time that I have in this segment. It's going to end with food prices going even higher than ever. It's going to end if, if the farmers that call this show, and I trust them, and I listen to them very closely, they can't afford the fertilizer, they can't afford the seed, they can't get spare parts for their equipment, they can't afford the diesel to run the, the machines that they have, and we're all going to take a hit as a result of this. By the way, I, I will make an even deeper prediction. After the food shortage, Americans will appreciate how great American farmers really are. The science of farming they have perfected, and is now the the die is cast. It is inevitable. Get ready, buckle up. A food shortage to follow. Just like the housing market will crash. Not maybe. It's gonna crash. Anyway, appreciate the call, Betty. God bless you. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean is on number. Quick break. Right back. Your calls on the other side. Straight ahead. All right. Twenty five to the top of the hour. Toll free. It is eight hundred nine four one. Sean. We'll get to your calls here in a minute. Uh, we do have an update. Uh, Linda, I was surprised that I got a little pushback on my desire that Joe Biden get off his ass, stop kissing the crown prince's ass and and tell Putin under under no certain circle, no circumstances. Are we going to tolerate putting a fellow American in this case, uh, WNBA star Brittany Griner? in jail for 10 years over a jewel pod that apparently had weed in it. I mean, that's all this was about. And then, of course, LeBron James got involved and said, well, I I would even wonder why she'd even want to get back into the United States. Now, there's another great player, Ennis Cantor Freedom. Now, he engaged LeBron James over the Britney Griner remarks saying, keep Keep taking your freedom for granted, which I kind of liked. You know, James did back off and clarified his remarks as the greatest country ever, blah, blah, blah. But it was after he said that. Now, instead of going after the country, why don't you blame the president that's not lifting a finger to help her? Because I doubt this would happen under Donald Trump, who I'm sure LeBron James probably doesn't like. I mean, and then people got upset with me because I'm saying, we, you know, they're like, well, she broke the law. You don't deserve 10 years in jail in a Russian prison uh, for for this minor offense. It's ridiculous. You have any thoughts on it? Yeah. So I was, you know, first of all, I was surprised that you spoke about it at all. She's you know, an American. Definitely... She's our fellow American. Bring her home. Not saying she's not. I I don't um, I don't disagree with you. I think the penalty is very harsh, um, but it is Putin. It is Russia, and they are not known to be fair and even-handed. I mean, th- there's no question that this man is a dictator. He's cruel. He's evil. There's no shortage of examples of that. Um, I think that what we've learned here yet again is that. People think that they're going to get away with things in other countries that they get away with here. If you remember, Sean, when we were going to Singapore, you know, we got like sort of a rundown of things that we take for granted here that are, you know, punishable by jail offenses in Singapore. One of which is chewing gum in public, littering, loitering, um, (laughs) jeweling. I had to sneak my jewels in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, though? Like these are real things that other countries um, enforce and they enforce with gusto. And so I think, 
you know, when you're looking at somebody who's, you know, over there and they're like, well, you can't touch me. I'm from the United States. I'm in the NBA, WNBA, you know, I'm doing my thing and you can't tell me what to do. And our countries are not exactly. Right. On I mean, the maybe best she terms. was nonchalant about it. Maybe. Absolutely. You know, maybe she's somebody that really needs this for whatever reason. Maybe that's her medicine. I don't know. Maybe for medicinal purposes or what. I, it doesn't matter to me. No, it's, it I is agree. a disproportionate sentence by a long shot. Agreed. And I don't. The see- sentence has nothing to do with what she did. The sentence has everything to do with sending a message to Biden, which is unfortunate because that's assuming that Biden would even know that the message was for him. Well, but so the, he's you know, I'm attention. sure this has everything to do with Ukraine and the fact that yes. they're providing javelins. The of problem course. now with Ukraine is it's and Joe said this in this interview with this Israeli journalist is that, you know, this could go on for years. That means that would be a quagmire. And yeah, but I disagree with you on that. I don't think that Joe had a clue what she was even talking about in that interview. I mean, he seemed like he was out to lunch. He was like, what? He was, he was definitely checked out. I mean, he, he was, was checked out. It was but, it was difficult. But with that to watch. said, I'm just listening. To the, his words were it could go on for years, right? And then but he for got for all testy. you know, he could have been talking about you know Seinfeld. I mean, he doesn't know. It's just come on, it's come a, on Jack. You know, hey, well, Jack, honestly, maybe he thought like his name Jack. was Jack. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't like, no. be surprised. Who knows? So, but my point here is that if if I'm Joe Biden, I'm making this a top priority. Now, yeah. the problem is Putin could be as mad as he wants against the West. He invaded the sovereign country. You know. But if you look at Joe Biden, he's he's sucked up to Putin from day one, giving him a waiver for the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, something Donald Trump was never giving Putin. And although he was compromised by Russia, which is a big lie. And the one who seems compromised by Russia and by China would be Joe Biden. Why is Joe Biden giving China our strategic uh, strategic petroleum reserves at a point in time where we're paying one record high after another for gasoline? But I'm just saying, look, I even offered on TV, I said, LeBron James, and I'm sure LeBron James doesn't care about Sean Hannity, and I don't particularly care about him either. I don't care. He's a great basketball player. Great. I hope he has a great career. I wish nothing but the best for him. But you know what? He's a billionaire. I read last week or the week before. Put your money where your mouth is. And and let's send an airplane. Let's send a contingency of NBA stars to Russia, meet with Putin and plead the case and bring Brittany Griner home. That would be more productive in my view. But if if he needs money, I'll help him. I'll donate money myself. Bring our fellow American home. So I'm thinking back to when. Trump went to war for that rapper ASAP Rocky and the New York Post did a uh, they did a story on it just the other day talking about how he went to Sweden and he was talking to the prime minister and he was like, we need to work this out. And I mean, you know, he went to bat for this rapper to get him, you know, out of Sweden's custody, bring him back to the United States. And he was I mean, he was released. He did come back to the United States. And, you know, he was given a suspended sentence and so on and so forth. And, you know, the New York Post wrote about this, like, you know, here's a president that stepped up and stepped in and didn't have to. And, you know, but he did because he's like, it's my fellow American. The sentence is too strong. What's happening is too strong. Let him come home. We'll take care of him here. I think the problem that we see with somebody like LeBron James is you're getting involved in something and you're bashing your country and this is the country that's given you everything that so that you can feed your three kids, so that you can feed your wife and you can take care of your mom and, and all these amazing things that you're able well, to do. The other thing you could do is he could reach out to Biden. He's LeBron James. Exactly. LeBron James is 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 by far the best player in basketball as far as I can tell right now. 
I, mean, I know nothing amazing. about basketball, but from what I hear from the okay. kids, how many he's very, how many points good. do you get for a bucket? I I am not kidding you. I don't have a clue. I know less than zero. <laughs> well, guess how many do you think it is? No, and nobody tell her. No, I know nothing. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, literally, I don't know. Nor do right, I let care. Me move, but let I don't me know. move on. Uh, by the way, NBC had a column defending Biden's gaffes as a real expression of his authenticity and his prone uh, gaffe feature is is not a, a bug of his presidency. I'm like, wow, can you go any further trying to defend this madness? Uh, a mother is suing a school. She's suing her seven-year-old daughter's elementary school after she was allegedly forced to make a public apology for writing Any Life Matters on a Black Lives Matters drawing. When did it become... I, I mean, doesn't every life matter? And anyway, what what message does this tend? Anyway, apparently the girl who has ADHD allegedly told by the principal that she can't draw pictures anymore and can't write those words after being disciplined for creating the any lives matter drawing, meaning everybody's life matters. Is that, that You can't say that anymore? That is I now think, deemed inappropriate? I think what's happening that I find very odd right now is that the cure for a country that was once plagued by slavery and racism and the amount of things that we've overcome as a nation and the blending of cultures and being the melting pot that we claim to be is that now there's a bit of a um a return to racism but you're not allowed to call it that and i think that saying that all lives matter should just be understood and not need to be said but it seems to be necessary and there's a very there's a there's a high devaluation on life in general, in my opinion, across the world. And I think it's really scary that we can't talk about things that we're seeing. You know, we have to use words like allegedly or we're not sure we're still investigating. Listen, this is simple for me. If you believe in God and I do, I don't know if you've been following this new telescope uh, out there. Have you been following this thing? The, the oh, pictures, the galaxies. The images? Yeah, oh, my gosh. It's so incredible. But anyway, I believe every life comes from God. I believe in natural rights. We're endowed by our creator. That means every man, woman, and child. That means every life is God-given. That means every life matters. And I believe, you know, I've said it many times, the, the root derivative for the word education is educare, from the Latin, to bring forth from within. Well, that's predicated on a belief that God gave everybody talent and ability you know which then brings us to the issue of crime i mean th this is insanity here you got an austin guy pleading guilty to violent sexual assault gets a light sentence uh through deferred adjudication guy that had prior convictions pled guilty to brutally raping assaulting his ex-girlfriend in 2020 placed on deferred adjudication sentenced to five years probation are you kidding me this guy that was attacked in this bodega store this this guy is a rap sheet a mile long he goes around the counter. He pushes this guy to the ground. The guy's, you know, begging and pleading. I don't want any trouble. I don't want any trouble. I don't want any trouble. And, and look what happens to him. Yeah, but You've can got we now talk about Starbucks that for a minute? The, you know. Can we talk about that case in particular? First of all, I, I completely, I was just saying this the other day, Anthony, and I feel truly um, sick to my hey, yo, stomach. Yo, Anthony, what's up? <laughs> but fortunately for me, you know, he and I are sharing a brain most of the time as far as our conservative values. And he's, you know, he agrees with me. And we're looking at what's happening with the world. And, and you know, it scares you for your kids. And I'm trying to figure out what what is Bragg looking at? Like, not only are you charging the victim, you're also letting out the assailant's girlfriend who was wielding a knife you let her out on $5,000 bail. 
she's out walking the streets and she's just, in my opinion, as guilty as the boyfriend whom she brought into the store where the whole thing happened. This is why. How many times have you heard me say I will run away from trouble? But Sean, because he could have run. Ever That's not the point. If I'm forced to defend myself, I'll be put in jail for the rest of my life. But my point is, what, what, when are we allowed to defend, you know, our own property, our own things? I don't things? think this is going to stand, though. Do you? I, but but to, I, I don't know if it will or not. They had a bunch of um, bodega workers or Bogoda, if Jill Biden's talking. Yeah, Bogoda. Uh, workers, Bogodas. I'm like, what in God's great name? Ugh. But, you know, these these people were all protesting on on the steps of his office saying, you're wrong. We are dealing with high crime and violence and we are all doing our best to keep our stores open and the doors open i know you were going right into that starbucks story where these people are shuttering their stores because of the drug dens that are happening in the bathrooms and again all of this comes back to one main thing and that's accountability and there is none we're telling people you can commit crimes you can be released we're going to get your bail money you don't have to stop you're allowed to do what you want Petty theft is acceptable. Cops aren't allowed to stop you if you're smoking weed in public. Kids got to yeah, walk through crack dens. Not only that, you look at the story in Ohio of this 10-year-old little girl who's raped not once but twice by an illegal immigrant and then taken for an abortion. She's 10. 10 years old. I mean, she will never get over that. By the way, look at, look at what's that. happening, too. You add that case, Starbucks announcing they're closing 16 stores out of safety concerns. 7-Elevens are closing. Uh, all of these you know, big box stores are, are cutting and leaving because they can't afford to keep their doors open anymore. Anyway, but let's go to Mark is in Minnesota. Mark, hi. Hi, Sean. Big what's fan. going on, sir? How are you? I've got a question for you. Yeah. We've got, a, we've got a war going on in Ukraine, and if you look at the Google map about Russian oil pipelines and gas lines that run through the country of Ukraine, thousands of miles of them. Why is the Ukrainian army not shutting it down? You know, it's a it's an interesting question. I've wondered why they haven't attacked Russia in their motherland, their homeland. The problem that I see in Ukraine is is very, very specific. Is It's what I always say happens. With Joe Biden making the remark, oh, this can go on for years and years yesterday. I'm like, here we go again, is we don't fight wars to win it. Now, this, by the way, is more Europe's problem than our problem. From, exactly. from my standpoint, when you see mass graves and you see dead kids in the street and you see indiscriminate bombing of, of neighborhoods and apartment buildings, um, I think we have a moral responsibility to help. But if you're not going to offer the help that will help them win the war, then stop. And you're only you're only playing for a tie. And that's what we do all the time. And soon we'll politicize it. And soon people will say, why are we spending people already saying, why are we spending a penny? They could have won this war. They could have pushed Putin out. Joe Biden, once he once he said no and vetoed the idea of fighter jets for the Ukrainians, that was it. He made a decision that they're only going to help to a certain extent, basically create the quagmire rather than win the war. And the one thing that we should have learned from Donald Trump is the caliphate that grew under Obama and Biden. He beat the hell out of them. And he drove them into oblivion because he fought that war to win it. And he did it very quietly. And he didn't get the credit that he frankly deserved for it. And But if you're going to fight a war, don't go in half-assed. Go in to win. Otherwise, don't waste our time and don't waste our money. It's really that simple. Anyway, appreciate the call. Thanks, man. Uh, Mark in Minnesota. Look, ammo, if, uh, if you're a Second Amendment guy like I am, a person like I am, it's in short supply. 
Now, you can train without ammunition thanks to Mantis X. Now, all the best shooters in the world do the majority of their training doing dry practice, dry fire practice at home. You're going to love this. Mantis X firearm training system is a no ammo, all electronic way to practice Improve your shooting, improve your accuracy. It attaches to your own firearm like a weapon light. You can use it at home. You can use it at the range. The Mantis X gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique, guides you through drills and courses. Look, put it this way. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes of using Mantis X. Mantis X is used by the Marine Corps, the Army, Special Forces. It's military-grade technology, all at an affordable price. I love it. The Mantis X has improved my shooting dramatically. I can't shoot as much as I used to because of, you know, 36 years of headphones on my ears. I don't hear well to begin with. But anyway, you also, you know, can act on your Second Amendment responsibility to be competent and confident in your shooting ability. Well, Mantis X is going to help you. Get yours. Go to their website, website, mantisx.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X, mantisx.com. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. Uh, we've got a great show. So, all right, Joe Biden is sucking up to the crown prince that he called the murderer of Jamal Khashoggi, and he called Saudi Arabia a pariah nation. Well, Jamal uh, Khashoggi's widow and her lawyer, they'll join us. We'll check in with Kellyanne Conway and Charlie Hurd, Joe Concha, Leo 2.0, Terrell, Greg Jarrett, Phil Flynn, and much more. 9 Eastern, set your DVR tonight, Hannity, Fox. We'll see you tonight, back here tomorrow. As always, thank you for making this show possible. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.